Before we get to the podcast, I have a gift for you. I love bringing hope to you each week through this podcast. Hope is such a beautiful gift and one that I definitely like to share. For the times in my life when I needed hope, I open my Bible and allow God's Word to speak to me. As a gift of hope to you, I've created a prayer journal, Seven Days to Refuel Your Hope. This journal shares my journey through some of the most hopeless times in my life and the biblical verses that brought me back to hopefulness. My prayer for you is that this journal will help you to refuel, refresh, and realign your hope. You can download this free journal by visiting my website, dianebells.com, or clicking on the link in the show notes. To the Hope Station podcast, I am your host, Diane Bells. And today's message or today's podcast is on the subject of gratitude. Since today is Thursday, uh, Wednesday, <laughs> November 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving, I thought this was just such a great topic to discuss. And I brought in a coach and friend of mine who had recently done a presentation with business leaders on the benefits of gratitude. A feeling grateful during this Thanksgiving season would just be such a mood booster, really helping with our relationships, and I think it's going to be a great podcast. This was done live on Facebook, and now I am posting it in the Hope Station. I will also have contact information about Amanda. If you are a healthcare professional who's really on the brink of burnout and would like some help in balancing back your life and hopefully getting back to loving your job. So that is at askcoachamanda.com. And again, I will put that information for you in the show notes. So here is our Facebook Live. It starts now. Since we're live, so we're live. So hello, Amanda. Hi, Diane. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I am just grateful that you are here with me today. You are one of my favorite coaches. And Amanda and I are in a coaching program together. And since what about April, we've been meeting every Monday, unless I forget. And just really having these great, meaningful conversations. We have this, I guess, this passion or this desire to help people who are experiencing burnout. Uh, You recently left your corporate position, I should say, your um, full-time paid job to move into coaching. And you're really focused on helping healthcare professionals. So why don't you introduce yourself, Amanda, just a little bit about your background and why gratitude has been important in your coaching practice to helping people, especially those healthcare professionals with burnout. Yes. So my name is Amanda Romine Nelson, and I have my doctorates of pharmacy. And I'm a registered pharmacist here in the state of Massachusetts. And I've lived in Massachusetts for about nine years. And I came out here to do a two-year postdoctorate program in medication safety, quality, and informatics. And throughout the program and then working in a hospital system, I had lots of opportunities to just listen to healthcare professionals, precept students, 
when it came to the reason why they got into healthcare. And I was really noticing a lot of burnout and frustration that was going on with the healthcare professionals. And yeah, it was definitely happening. And a lot of it was prior to the pandemic, but then during the pandemic is when it became like more of a magnifying glass was put there. So not only from a patient perspective where there was a lot of concerns where they were getting frustrated with the healthcare system, like the doctor didn't have time to listen to them. They were feeling like um, just navigating and negotiating what to do in healthcare, what vitamins or supplements to take, which is something a pharmacist is already really good about helping make sure they're educating the patients when it comes to their medications and then also vitamin supplements, which I don't know, Diane, if you ever had that experience when you went into a pharmacy and you got to ask your pharmacist a little bit extra questions. Um, no, does that I, I Googled it. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, and you know what? I did run across a fair <laughs> amount of people when um, I had an opportunity to talk to almost 10,000 people who were positive for COVID in a 16 month time frame, And what kept happening is pe- people would call in and be really stressed out about when it came to Dr. Google and what they learned on Dr. Google, they're like, is it right or not? So they asked the pharmacists, myself questions. Um, but what was happening is not only were those, those frustrations that were coming on from the patient side and getting um, really just annoyed with the whole healthcare system and just not having enough time to talk with their doctors, but then right. I'm watching the healthcare professionals and like, we all have this reason why we went into healthcare. And what was happening is with the pandemic, they were getting squeezed in a whole different way. So they were feeling even more burnt out than they were prior to the pandemic. They were um, losing that reason why. And I thought, what can I do to help reignite their reason why help them with their own health and wellness and life goals and help them really understand how they can be at their best to give their best to their patients. So That is a little bit of the journey of what got me here. Well, you had recently, and we discussed in our call, and I love that Amanda did this, a business presentation, and she was talking about the difference between thankfulness and gratefulness. And I know it's Thanksgiving, but I would like to rename it to grateful giving, you know, if we're like, because there's such a higher level of response in our, in our body. So why don't you talk a little bit about just the differences between those two? What does thankfulness look like versus gratefulness? Yes. So thankfulness is really, it's almost like this one moment in time. It's a thought. So you're going somewhere to a store and someone opens the door, holds the door open for you. And so naturally we would hope we would say thank you to that action that somebody does. Um, But when you move it from being thankful for that one fleeting moment to a sense of gratefulness, where it's your state of being, you're constantly there. You're grateful that you even um, had another person who was even there to open the door for you. Maybe you had something in your hand. You didn't, it was going to be hard for you to open the door. So just knowing that there was somebody else there present who noticed you, that you were able to see that person. So you have sight. So you're grateful for just having that sense of sight or being able to extend your arm out and um, be able to open in the door for yourself um, when that person held it open for you or just going past that initial uh, reactive state of, yes, someone did something really quickly for me to 
taking a moment to reflect and pause that somebody else was even there or that mm. you're able to see them. So that's a little bit difference between just moving from thankful to grateful. It's more um, action that you put into your thought process and to your body. And so it's um, really interesting to think about what happens too when you're grateful because of what's going on in your brain and your body opposed to just being thankful. Well, so, let's talk about that in a second, but I yeah. like that whole idea because it's almost that you can train yourself to say, instead of being thankful, then look, I'm just thinking of, you know, this time of year, how many bags and, you know, shopping and pushing and shoving and craziness and, and whatever. And we, we sort of get so into our own head that we forget the reason for this season as well. And that's that thanks thankfulness. So when I'm thinking about that and how grateful that you can feel like grateful, you know, like, oh, you know, when you're, you're praying for parking spaces, I don't know about you, but you're praying for that parking space and you find one and someone is not trying to do a head on collision to get it. <laughs> you know, when you're just saying, I am just so grateful. Thank you, God. I'm grateful that, you know, you, you took care of this. And I'm just thinking if I have all these bags and yeah. I just need help and that person just shows up because some people will help and others weren't. And then you're just saying, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. I, I, you know, I wanted that to happen and it happened. And I like what you just said about the other person shows up at the right time, because just being obs observant or attentive or present in the moment okay. is another way that you can even just move from um, being thankful to being grateful. So it's like, you're even able to see past yourself and maybe everything that you have, but noticing others and giving them an opportunity to really um, see that you notice them too. So, so you could be a giver way. of gratefulness in a way by, you know, if you're doing something, it doesn't even have to be extraordinary, something simple, something connecting with another human being, smiling, mm -hmm. whatever that might be. It's almost you can feel that those, you, well, you'll talk about the hormone <laughs> systems. She's the medical person. She'll, she'll delve into that a little bit. So is there recommendations that you have? Like, how do you pump it up? How do you get more of that gratefulness flowing? Right. And so, and I think you were somewhat alluding to it, but I think it's just um, taking a moment to just reflect on what just happened. So um, not so much about what the things that you have, but it's the fact that um, you can acknowledge and just take a step back and say, okay, how do I have these things? How did they come about in my life? Who, who helped make this possible? So I think it's taking that extra time to really ask some of these whys or hows and reflect on that and look past maybe the object of something, maybe if it was a gift, but if you have a friend who means so much to you, why does that person mean so much to you? What do they do in your life? How are you giving back to them? And so you can see that a little bit more of reciprocity that's taking okay. place too. So you're able to, um, again, get your thought process to move past maybe the initial um, surface level of something and go a little bit deeper into it. And some people I know really take the extra time to talk more about it, maybe even write a note to somebody. And so they're moving from, again, just that 
simple act of acknowledging to really putting themselves to that next deeper level. So it ingrains more emotions and pulls out more in our brain with our um, nervous system and neurotransmitters. Yes. So, you know, just responding to that yesterday, I went shoe shopping and there was this great little shoe shop where I live. This, this man who runs the store, he's a young man, I'll call because he's younger than me. And he just knows everything about these shoes. So they're very different shoes. You're not going to find them in Dillard's or Macy's or any of the, the stores. And he buys things that are handmade. He buys things that he hopes will last. And I wanted a pair of boots. And he went through every, every boot. Like when I'm saying, no, it's because of this. And he said, well, let me try this one. Let me try this one. And then we, we got to a boot decision. And I just was grateful for the amount of time that someone would put mm. into it. But I always love when someone loves what they're doing anyway. That's just me as the career career coach, that I just love to see someone who loves what they're doing. And it's like, you want to, I just sat back, he sent me a receipt for, you know, he emailed the receipt. And I just said, I am so grateful for the time and effort that you put into making sure that I left the store, not with just a pair of boots, but another pair of huge shoes. And it just like, I felt like I would felt almost like a, a little skippy when I was leaving, you know, like you feel like that oh, was just such a nice experience because he, he gave something to me, something that I wanted that I, I just, I don't, just don't like going to the mall and shopping. So I try to shop in my little town as much as I can. And there's great stores. And I just felt this like, wow, that was so awesome. <laughs> Which I love what you're saying, because it's there's something to be said about when someone's passionate about what they're doing and mm-hmm. they really, truly enjoy it. It's you, you can feel it. It's and contagious. so, <laughs> yes. And then that made you even more excited to be like, yeah, let's hope that I'm able to find that perfect one. And then you're looking for that to happen too. And so it's interesting because it's like, even when your foot went into that boot or that shoe, it's like had a different experience or feeling just right. because you could see he was excited with you about finding the right one. Well, you, I was feeling a little disappointment when I think we got to boot eight and then there was a problem <laughs> with the boot I had. And, and he said, do you know that these shoes are handmade? I'm like, no, it's not machine made. So his wife comes over and she's trying to fix something. I said, well, do you just have another size? And they went and said, well, just, you know, here's an eight and a half in one box. We'll just put it in if this works, because it might not bother someone else's foot because all of our feet are different. And whenever someone just goes to that extra effort, whatever it is, rather than so often we expect, well, that's what he should do. He's the shop owner. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no. Go to other shops and you won't see that kind of passion, care, uh, persistence, whatever it was to keep helping this lady who wanted a boot before she goes away tomorrow. And I just, it was just an awesome experience. So it's, I I want to, I want to be grateful. I'm looking for opportunities. And I didn't realize what a game changer could be until recently. Like I knew it was good, but talk a little bit about what it does for you. Like how does all of that work? Um, As far as like, it's just incredible how our bodies work and um, especially our brain. But when you think about just, okay. So at first you have um, different 
hormones that are produced from your cells. So like your nerves, they produce neurotransmitters. And so that's basically when you think about it, you've heard words like serotonin and dopamine, I'm thinking. And so you think, okay, yeah, my brain's producing these, um, what's happening. So when you think about being grateful, that what happens is basically you have a release of wires and fires of the neurons in your brains. And so neurons are those information messengers that are sending to different parts in your brains. Okay, this is how you should be thinking or what you should be feeling at this point. So when you have the serotonin and dopamine increasing a level of your brain, those are like the happy neurotransmitters. And so it changes your mood. And so when you are consciously practicing continuously that gratitude, you're actually creating more of those neural pathways in your brain. So you're consistently building into your bliss or happy center, uh, more of this excitement and these feelings. And so now your body is producing these great chemicals Mm -hmm. that help um, bring excitement, happiness, and you can train your brain by more consistent doing this and taking the step to reflect on Mm -hmm. what just happened and experience. Like you're talking about the boot shopping experience. So you're reflecting on it. You're not just, Oh, I'm so thankful it happened, Um, but you're going back to that moment. And so your neurotransmitters and your um, body and your brain are starting to release more of these feelings. And so you even getting excited, just talking to me about it and you're, (laughs) and you're laughing and smiling and you're like, that was just the fact that he took that extra time made me feel more special. And so your body's even feeling more special. So now you're um, not as stressed. And so if you were a little stressed, like at first, when we were trying to figure out how to get onto Facebook live, let's make sure this works. And so the cortisol level in your body, which is that stress hormone, it was a little bit higher, but now it decreased some because you got all excited about just remembering something that you were grateful for. Right. Um, so it kind of helps release that. So if you're getting rid of some of your cortisol or your stress hormone, then you're going to decrease the chances of inflammation going on that maybe okay. if you were feeling a little bit um, like inflamed, maybe uh, because that boot was too tight yesterday and you walked around <laughs> in it. So now um, your foot doesn't feel as um, sore because the inflammation isn't there, again, lesser cortisol levels happening. And it's just, it really is amazing to think that we can control kind of like, in a sense, how we feel like you might've even slept better last night because um, gratitude when you, if you went to bed, okay, (laughs) you're grateful that you found the perfect pair of shoes. Oh gosh. Like, well, I don't, it, it could be, but I like that. It's almost like we're, we're spending so much time with just our negativity and just the pressure of, you know, the holidays, even if it's Thanksgiving, you can feel the vibrations. Like I, I try to walk across the street to the Publix in the morning because okay. there at seven o'clock and the other vibrations, you can feel that almost like you're, you're traveling along with all these people who are stressed and trying to, you know, get what they need. And everyone has a list and they're just so focused 
that when you can spend, and then you see the contra to that, this young man was selling the shoes going, it was such a good experience. Like everyone who was coming into the shop just felt like his excitement and his gratitude for you being there. It was just such a different experience. So we don't realize, like, we think we're only bothering ourselves with this release of cortisol. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does other people sort of feel it too? (laughs) I think, um, and that's a very good point, but the anxiety that's going on right now, getting ready for the holiday season, and maybe someone's feeling a little rushed or there aren't um, little things too, like still remembering to open the door for someone else or saying thank you or someone dropped something. I know this time of the year when a person were to drop um, a bag or something that they're trying to hold on to, and just knowing that the person behind you noticed it, so they're present in the moment, they picked it up, acknowledged the fact that you did, and then you saying thankful opposed to someone rushing and everybody just, know, okay, someone sees it, but no one says something, and you're right. thinking, well, I mean, we lost some of the whole spirit of this type of time of the year. When you think about holidays and togetherness and being thankful and um, being grateful for all the different things that we have present and everyone's more or less so focused sometimes, unfortunately, in, in intro, introvertedly into themselves. So what's right. happening is, unfortunately, their body is becoming more stressed during that time. So they're having higher levels of cortisol going on um, higher levels of inflammation, most likely going on. They're not able to sleep as well at night because they're so internally focused opposed to outwardly focused. And that's something that gratefulness can help shift. Wow. Well, Mm -hmm. I, I was just doing research and this is where like Greek, you know, the philosophers have been trying to figure out why this stuff works. And that was just amazing. So this has like been going on for 5,000 years. We know that it works, but we're not using it. We're we're going to other things to try to, you know, numb out. I'm stressed out. So rather, Mm -hmm. if you just look and say, well, what could I be grateful for? And I would get the response from people, well, you don't know what I'm going through right now. And I go, Mm -hmm. well, I've been through my own stuff. And I remember when I, I could be in that spot of gratefulness. This is bizarre, but at my um, daughter's funeral, I had wanted this one person to come in and sing Amazing Grace. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, well, we, we're not really sure if he can show up and whatever. And I remember being in the limo from the funeral parlor and just looking as I'm seeing him walk across the parking lot. And I just sat and said, thank you, Lord. Like, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know if it would happen. And I remember that entire day, one of the hardest days of my life, looking Mm -hmm. for things that I could see to be grateful for. And I'm going, you can do this if you train your eyes to find it, right? So it's like you have to, instead of programming yourself into all the negative things that are out there, find the good things that are out there. And that's what, I mean, you bring up a really good point is being intentional. And then like you just said, being in that moment and recognizing what other people are doing, but then looking past that, like, how does that make you feel like, cause I'm sure for that moment in time, when you were dealing with a very hard day, it, it changed 
just you doing that, how you're able to go into that next part of your day and what was going right. to happen past it. And then even to now be thinking about going back to that time, certain things can stick out to you about how tragic of a day that was and everything right. going on. But then you have an opportunity to really think back and say, look what happened, how it was an answer to prayer and what God did and and who was present there. And I was living in that moment for the moment of what it was. And right. so you're even grateful for even that and the memory that you created in your brain and for the way that those neural pathways went put together, that you're even just grateful for certain things that happened on a hard day. I think too, that if we because maybe it is reprogramming because I could remember at one time being so reactionary to everything. And I could feel over the last few years that I can be calm. Like if someone cuts me off now, <laughs> instead of like getting mad at that, I'm like, I'm so grateful that he didn't hit me. You know, like I just turned that whole situation around. It could have been bad, but it wasn't. I'm going to be grateful. And I'm like, this, I can do this. And I can feel like my driving and everything else I'm doing, I feel calmer. And I had no idea what I was reprogramming my brain to actually be more grateful. So, so and I, I like work. what you just, <laughs> yeah. And the consistency. Good work. Yes. And being consistent because that's how you create the continual pathways in there. Well, I think it was interesting what you just said. Um, when someone cuts you off and then just taking a moment to be like, thank God they didn't hit me by chance. And I'm just curious, do you happen to say that out loud um, or in your mind? Sometimes out loud and sometimes in my mind, does it make a difference? Well, I was looking at um, when I was giving a presentation about the thankfulness and gratefulness, and it was talking about how just saying the words out loud and putting it out there, like we, um, from our coaching program, we both learn about the power of declarations and just right. saying certain things, even if you're hopefully telling somebody else and declaring it, but even the vibrations of what a positive words mm -hmm. can do, um, to the atmosphere, to water molecules in the air. And then what negative does just putting it out there in a positive way. It just, in a sense, changes your, the whole molecular structure of what's going on in the air for yourself. So next time I'll open the window and scream it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the way that we say it. It's in a positive way. They have to say it in a nice tone. Yes, yes, with a smile, of course. But I think it does something with the vibration. So it's our own personal, because we're right. made up of different molecules and everything too. And then what's in the atmosphere too. And I think that probably changes. I mean, I don't know if there's a direct study, but I do know water oh. molecules change if there's the positive or negative spoken positive negative words spoken to them how it okay. changes how they look you know you're changing your surrounding um by just I'm, speaking it I'm, I'm going to speak it then yes so in this lovely presentation you did you're you're looking at because this is a good season for increasing some of those hormones those good hormones so why don't you talk a little bit about that um, so 
So again, you have the serotonin and the dopamine. And I like how you said this is a good season because also what comes with this type of a season, especially Thanksgiving with it being here tomorrow is a lot of us take an opportunity to eat some delicious foods. And we have a chance when we're eating certain foods to really pick ones that can increase some of these neurotransmitters and the precursors of the hormones that provide us the happiness and um, grateful moods that we need too. So one that I wanted to at least mention, knowing that Thanksgiving is tomorrow is um, spinach. So some people have spinach with their um, Thanksgiving dinner, and it could be cooked or raw. But either way, that one definitely helps. So this precursor, we both all know about it comes with turkey too, but it's tryptophan, which helps lead us to the serotonin in there. And so just having some spinach with your turkey can give you a double dose of tryptophan, which is a good thing to have. So you put cheese and butter in it. Does that diminish the power? <laughs> so, um, the cheese and butter wouldn't do anything for the hormone part. So you're well, still there's gonna eggs get... in there too. I'm looking at your lesson at my spinach casserole. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you make a spinach casserole with eggs and eggs um, and cheese. And it's just, yeah, they're like spinach balls, but I put it into a casserole dish. That's uh, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. So there's a way that you can be increasing it naturally. And then one that I like to talk about, which I think most women, and I'm sure some men enjoy too, is our dark, dark chocolate. Oh, this is more of my husband's love than mine. (laughs) It's non-parels, little, little glass candy dish that I would fill up for them. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, there's lots of studies out there that talk about, um, dark chocolate and the key is the quantity. I'm just talking about one to two ounces, a very small amount of chocolate. So we'll go with one ounce. Um, but the key is that one ounce is like a little piece. Yes. It is. Yes, it is. A very, so, so it's not going to make it. We're not going to get more of these hormones the more that we eat. We're just going to get no. more something else that I don't want. <laughs> right. And so when you mentioned the like little sugar high <laughs> and the butter and the extra calories, I'm not going to push the calorie part so much because we know this time of the year people will end up. You have to make sure in is less or is um, less than out because if there's a way for you to increase a little exercise during this year, that's another way to get good endorphins going on. Not necessarily the happy mood one, but um, at least keep you motivated and um, spending time with family. And if you're laughing and walking and spending time with family, then you're probably reflecting on just being able to be with them at this time and you're grateful. And so those are different ways that you are, you know, really creating those neural pathways another way too. So, but talking about the dark chocolate for just a second. So it's 84% cocoa. So you want to make sure that it's a very high amount of dark chocolate. And so if you have about one ounce of that, what you're going to, it contains in it an amino acid. Um, There's a long name for it, but it's phenylethylamine that stimulates (laughs) your brain. And you don't want me to pronounce it. (laughs) Yeah. That stimulates your cells to produce dopamine. And again, that's that neurotransmitter. So the chemical your nerves make that helps you with your mood. And here's what I love about chocolate. 
So not only is it when you eat it, your brain is stimulating that dopamine, but even when you think about it. So there are studies that say, even when you think about eating this dark chocolate, what they did is they um, will look at the brain activity of what's going on to see about those neural snaps that were happening. And the same ones were lighting up, whether someone was eating it or thinking about it. Okay. That's how they're able to figure this that, out. Like if I could think about chocolate and not eat chocolate, which would be very hard to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Be very hard. Like uh, if I'm thinking about it in a good way, like just pondering, I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to try it. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But if you're looking at that to just, there's simple things that you can do that we're paying attention. So who's ever on the chat, what is your favorite form of dark chocolate? You know, do you have a favorite, <laughs> favorite way to get it? I put cocoa, straight cocoa, 100% unsweetened cocoa in my smoothies. Okay. Mm-hmm. So does that mm-hmm. help? It does help. And um, again, it's just a small amount that you have to put in. Uh, so it's like literally like a couple of micrograms, literally, um, small really? amount. Yeah, put, it's not it's even only a, 15 ga- calories for a teaspoon of straight cocoa. So just out of curiosity, how do you feel after you have your protein shake in the morning? I, 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 I didn't think about it until we talked on Monday <laughs> because there was something else I put in it that's on your list. <laughs> yes. So bananas is another one that people can, it's just, again, something quick, especially knowing how busy everybody is this time of year. Right. And then you think about like we were talking earlier with our healthcare professionals or people who are in corporate and they just sometimes don't have time to grab something to eat that's healthy or quick. They're looking for something quick. Um, not always necessarily healthy, but banana would be a healthy, great option that someone can have. And inside of that, it contains quercetin, and tyrosine, which stimulate the dopamine production. So they're precursors for that dopamine production. And what's nice is with a banana, you can boost your mood instantly. Like just while you're consuming it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a double whammy for you. The chocolate takes a little bit longer, it said, um, for it to convert over. But the banana studies I've shown again with the brain activity, everything that's happening. Um, and plus the way that your GI system, how it kind of runs through, but ban- ban- banana works quickly. So basically you're getting the effect quicker Okay. with a banana. Um, and you're getting a little extra potassium in there too, which there's nothing wrong with that. So um, your smoothie sounds like it's amazing. And I'm thinking it tastes delicious. Well, it, it does because I use frozen bananas. I wait until they're very ripe. Okay. Not very ripe, but you know, ripe enough because it's sweeter when they're riper. And then I okay. slice them up, throw them into the freezer. And when I, you know, mix my cocoa and I do add some peanut butter. So I know that that is one of the other things that can be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So nuts in general, they are really good because they have um, amino acids in them as well. And so what's nice about peanut butter too, is it's, you know, protein, 
So obviously increasing your amount of protein in your protein shake is a good thing. Um, helps you feel a little bit fuller longer, but with your, um, nuts, you know, they have good, healthy amino acids that are there and they help produce those chemicals and hormones that help keep your brain happy. So again, you're making a smoothie that is doing all the right things as far. And I'm sure know it. I didn't know it. I am so excited. <laughs> what kind of peanut butter do you put in it? Is it all natural peanut butter? Oh, don't even go there. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, I see. I, I can, I, there are things that I can have a lot of because I really like them. I've been known to just now that I'm, I'm, you know, single, I can do this without anyone giving me flack is go in there and eat it out of the jar. So I buy Jeff's little packs. Okay. And I so cut it in Jeff. half. Go. Okay. Half of it goes in the smoothie. The other half goes in the refrigerator for tomorrow. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm really working on trying to be, to be good about these things that I know can be uh, triggers to eat. I'm practicing pre-holiday. <laughs> Perfect. So do you end up putting any milk or any like a coconut or almond milk in there. <gasps> See, and you said almond milk and that's what I was looking for. Cause that's another nut, right? Okay. So you could do the almond milk and even have more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know I was, <laughs> I just, I'm lazy. I, I like, yeah, just to, to grab something quick in the morning, especially after my walk and stuff, I want to do that. So when you, um, let's just talk a little bit about, what are some other ways that you would recommend to help us feeling good for the rest of the, the day? Especially, this is a time that holidays can be very stressful for people. Yeah. It, it just, there, there's a lot of expectations, uh, there's pressures, and sometimes just coming together with other family members, there might be rifts or conflict. Or something else. So if there's some little tips you can give and just helping us get through that day. And one of the tips I have is lower your expectations. So this is, this also helps with your happiness. So if you are expecting everything to be perfect, you Mm. are putting yourself up for (laughs) disappointment. And I always, I I talk about this when we go to restaurants and they give us those little vibrators to tell you you're, you're ready. Mm -hmm. And I I do this in my class. And I said, if they tell you 15 minutes, you might be like, oh, you know, that's a long way, but they always direct you into the bar, which is, you know, this is the whole purpose of it. (laughs) And if that buzzer goes off in five minutes, we are so stinking excited because like it said 15 and it. It, it came in 10. That's why Amazon's so delightful, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> before we used to have to wait a week and now it's like shows up the minute you click, it's, it's there. So if we can level set expectations, because when they, when what happens meets our expectations, we are happy. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. would say just level set it to saying what, as my mother-in-law said, it is what it is. Whatever it is, is what it is. And then if something happens that you're looking for, like, oh my gosh, that was so funny, that story. I am so grateful that, you know, my, my nephew would come in and do the dishes all the time. 
that Kevin came in and did the dishes, whatever that might be, it can just change. But we have these high expectations that we get disappointed in. And that just all that hard work of gratefulness sure to like gets erased a little bit. That's a really good point. And I heard about like, why is it that when we have an expectation, we can get disappointment, disappointed. And it's almost like if you don't have the two parties agreeing on something, which is should be expected, then it's like, right. you're setting yourself up for that disappointment. So somehow in our minds, we're decided, oh yeah, this is what the other person's going to do without even communicating that to the yeah. other person. And then we're like disappointed. We're wondering why do they disappoint me? And they're like, they didn't even know that was the expectation. So I like, we just said level set it right. and realize unless you communicate it, something, there's no reason to be disappointed. True. So you have yeah. some other wonderful tips here. Yes. So when, since we're talking about relationships and about level setting expectations, or even like, um, having a good communication. So you're thinking about a relationship that you're grateful for and with family, there are certain things that, like you said, you know, there could be concerns between two members of family, but at the end of the day, to know that you have a family present, a family there, people who you share the same blood, but maybe there's certain things you don't agree with them with mm-hmm. them on. Some people don't even have somebody that they know is kin to them. Like it, that there's something that connects them um, more than just being part of the human race. It's like they have a blood connection with somebody right. that if they um, were to say, who's your next nearest kin, if they needed some for a health reason, it's like, you have somebody there. You do maybe don't agree with everything for them. So being grateful of just knowing you have least speaking term relationship of someone who's a near kin to you when some people don't even have that. And um, if you think past, let's talk about good relationships, ones that you care a lot about somebody and you know, they care about you just being able to ask the questions like to yourself to that takes you from one level of being thankful to another, to being grateful is just saying, you know, how have I shown my appreciation? to this person that I have a relationship with? What could I do to give back to them that would let them know I appreciate them? Sometimes it's just taking the second to write a note to them, whether that be send them a letter or pick up the phone call and let them know something that you were grateful that they did for you or that just knowing that they're in your life is another thing. So I think just being very intentional, reflecting is another way that you can show gratefulness um, for those relationships right now in this time and season. Uh, Another huge one that I encourage and coach my clients to do is when they're thinking about gratefulness and thankfulness, especially um, the healthcare providers and professionals who are really stressed out and burned out. And it's like, taking a moment to reflect, but then think about your senses, like just be more acute and aware of the fact that you can see something that's going on and, and make a difference and help somebody. You can communicate because you have a voice that you can hear people talking to you and um, they can hear you talking to them. And so you're, you're not mute, just being able to speak, being thankful for that sense, um, see sight, feeling something, feeling um, just, you know, when it comes to when you're writing the notes on what's going on or typing them up, 
on how someone's go, um, doing. So being able to touch, if you need it to reach out and just, you know, feel something on the patient that they're saying is hurting or being able to recognize that difference. So being grateful for your senses is just another thing at this time um, of the year to be able, especially our sense of taste. I think considering a couple years ago when some people were having COVID going on and they lost their sense of taste. I cannot tell you how many people I spoke to out of all of these ones who are positive for um, COVID during this time of the year, they were so frustrated because they're like, I know this food is going to taste so good, but I can't even taste it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think people don't realize that there's so much good going on. And when we focus on the negative, we make it bigger in our mind. Mm. And then it just shoots in. It's like Google, like a Google search, whatever we've programmed in, if we're negative, it's going to just show us all the negative things out there. And then if we even ask it, you know, Breen, could you do me a favor today? Thanksgiving, show me all the things I should be thankful for and grateful for. Just change my eyesight so I can see it. And I just, because I would host big Thanksgiving dinners and I would love when someone would open that door and say, oh, it smells so good. <laughs> like that made me, that like all that hard work is just worth it. Someone, oh, it smells so good. Look at how beautiful that turkey is, whatever it is. That maybe if we realize as a guest or, you know, you're the the host or hostess is really searching for those moments and those memories to say, let's find things to be grateful for and laugh about it. Like you said, it's it's such um, a blessing just to be able to sit back and and laugh and enjoy one another. And if we took some of the focus off on all these other things and say, can we just have this one day? that the only thing we can focus on, on is where we can be thankful, where we can be grateful. Oh my gosh, the world, yes, <laughs> the world yes. would change. <laughs> it really would. Um, but yeah, so those would, I mean, just this time of the year, it's, it seems like some of this should be a given and in you're like, but I guess expressing it. Sometimes people unfortunately still can be in their head and thinking, oh, you know, they did acknowledge, oh, it smelled good or whatever. But sometimes it's just we hold on to certain things as far as verbalizing them or showing them, either because um, we don't realize how much the other person would appreciate it or look for it or we're in our own thoughts. And I think just being able to, take a step back and reflect and be like, what would I want someone to do at this time? Um, and show me, and then be more intentional. Um, especially if you think about the last couple of years, a lot of differences and changes that have happened and the frustration, some people had, you know, two years ago that they couldn't even spend this time together. And then it's amazing. And I do love this part about our brains and I'm so thankful we're able to do this but sometimes you wonder why, but we easily forget, it seems like. So if you were to think it's 2022 right now, and then what it was like in November, 2022 versus November, 2020. And it's like, some people have forgotten how it was and they have to literally make themselves remember, oh my goodness, I didn't 
get to spend the time with my family like I wanted to, or I was really nervous or scared. And now this year they're like, oh, I can't believe it's this time of year again. We have to deal with this again. And just let's stop and reflect and be grateful and thankful that we get these opportunities again. Yes, because it hurts my heart. Well, this is be the first year that I'm not going to be with my sons. Mm-hmm. I made a decision to go visit my sister who moved down to South Carolina, but it's, I can still be grateful. I know that they're going to be getting together. My granddaughter was showing me the turkey yesterday. <laughs> you know, just one of those, like, you know, it's going to be okay. And just say, I'm grateful that I do have a place. I'm grateful. Uh, and I think that for me, just being on the opposite side of just having some tragedies in my life that I believe so much in the gift of gratefulness. And one of the things that I was doing is just pulling up a couple things that you talked about. Part of this is that being grateful improves self-esteem. You get better sleep, which you told me what happened last night. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. It boosts your immunity and being someone who worked in healthcare. Uh, decreases depression, reduces anxiety, and it strengthens our relationship. And this is what I love because I'm the hope lady. Simply put, gratitude fosters optimism, which strengthens hope. Yes. Yes. So if you had to give three tips, let's just go over what you've talked about. Three tips. And I think for me, this has been very helpful. I didn't re- I was in a practice of every day writing three things that I was grateful for. Mm-hmm. And there are days where I'm like, I, I feel like I'm redundant. I keep on saying the same thing. So I more or less challenge myself. We'll find something to add to the list. What else would you add besides writing things that you're grateful for? Right. I would definitely say uh, reflecting. So mm-hmm. you can write, and there's something to be said about the um, physical um, act of taking a moment, minute to write and moving what your thoughts from your head to paper in a pen. Um, that's very important. And it's kind of cathartic. So yes, that's good. But reflecting. So instead of quickly moving past something like a thought that you have, taking a minute to sit there and feel what those thoughts are having, um, causing to happen to your body and the feelings that you get from your emotions. And when you're reflecting, even closing your eyes for a minute and just really going in there and pulling it out. Cause again, it's just helping to, um, change those cortisol levels. If you had any stress going on, it's helping to, um, cause those firing and rewiring going on in your brain because you're getting rid of all the outside um, distractions. So really reflecting even with your eyes closed would be one that I would add to that. Another one uh, would be just placing a visual cue of something that you know you're very grateful for, whether that be a person's picture, an event that happened, and it reminds you of, it's almost like you can go back there again. So you're visualizing something and you're getting all your senses to go back into that moment. And so um, that would be another way of just showing or having more gratefulness. Um, Yeah. And then obviously the foods that we talked about, incorporating those on a more little piece of chocolate (laughs) and do all that. 
Well, this yeah. was great, Amanda. I'm so glad that you joined me. I love seeing her smiling face every Monday morning. So she starts <laughs> off my week with that Aww. same level of generosity and compassion. And I uh, just love this woman. So how can they get in touch with you for all of the healthcare professionals out there who could really need someone by their side, helping them fall back in love with what they do, find that joy in their job? How do they get in touch with you? Yes. And that's a great question. I just want to say I have always enjoyed our Monday mornings too, Diane, because you have always um, a good laugh going on or something to make me sit back and reflect and go, yes, that's so true. Or just laugh about something silly that I might've said or done. So I always appreciate your morning laughs and I give you my big smile (laughs) for it all the time. Um, But yes, so my website is askcoachamanda.com, askcoachamanda.com. And so the website I put together has some testimonials of different clients I've worked with and just what I'm able to offer and do uh, for the clients. And then also an email that you could um, email me is contact at askcoachamanda.com. If you want to email, if that's easier for you. And I don't mind giving out my um, cell number that people can go ahead and send me a text because I know we're getting ready for all of the holiday seasons and there's exciting things coming up with different coupons out there. So if it's something you're interested in, I can at least text you back and let you um, direct you somewhere where you can take advantage of uh, a different sale that's going on. So um, my phone number is 978 four zero zero three three two zero that's nine seven eight four zero zero three three two zero and you can test that you're interested in getting a hold of me and finding out what I have to offer and I don't mind texting people back on that number that's great that's great well I am grateful for you I'm grateful that you had I will be smiling for the rest of the day and Just, uh, I just want to thank everybody who who joined. And my hope is just to open up our hearts and mind and our souls Mm -hmm. to being more hopeful, to being more grateful. And it can take work. It really can take work. And it is worth the work. It's like a good workout. Uh, A a friend of ours says all the time that there's, (laughs) I never feel bad about going to church or working out. And I'm going to say, I never feel bad about being grateful. Mm, so well put, Diane. That is well put. Okay. <laughs> well said. Yes. Well, I'll thank s- you for letting I'll me talk come to on. you Monday. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. And you have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Take care. I figure it's always awkward to end this. So. <laughs> Before you leave, I have another free gift for you. What are you looking for in your life? A new career? Stepping into your purpose? Restoring passion in your everyday life? Are you ready to step into the new life God has planned for you? And he does have a plan for you. And that gift is to experience the power of coaching. Coaching helped me through my painful journey when Joe, my husband, died. Coaching eased me through this transition to move to Florida. I wasn't sure why the Lord was bringing me here and what his plans were for me. Coaching gave me clarity. Coaching was essential in making the Hope Station podcast a reality. A dream came true working with my coaches. 
Coaching also brought hope to hundreds of my clients who stepped into their purpose and passion, and it all started with a free consult call. So schedule yours today. To schedule our Hope Chat, otherwise known as a coaching call, you can click the calendar link in the show notes or visit my website, dianebells.com. That's D-I-A-N-E-B-E-L-Z.com. This coaching call could be exactly what you need to ignite a spark of hope in your life. Hope might be just one call away. Why wait? Schedule your call today.